coming in with the Kardashian hair. Oh, you guys can't see me. Maybe I'll put a picture up on Instagram. Uh, I get my hair cut like maybe twice a year. Usually uh-huh. like, honestly, it's usually like once every eight months because I just, I don't know. I don't know. It's like a mental block, but they always blow my hair out at the end and I always feel like my best I'm like walking down Pearl Street like look at me my hair is on point and now Deanna gets to see it through the oh it's gorgeous (laughs) as soon as she stepped on I was like why can't we both have our hair like this I know do you mind if I put myself in that position too I want us both to have like this beautiful (laughs) shiny I do not mind and you know what's the like most tragic thing is like Mm. I'm not like doing anything I'm not like I don't have like plans tonight or whatever. No, no, the plans are just like, I mean, I think, listen, I'm a little vain. I've talked about, you know, a prick on my face every now and then. Totally, totally. <laughs> and um, I actually told Indra my number one beauty tip for people mm-hmm. is, well, one of my number ones, I have a lot of them, but um, because Indra knows I love just beauty and yes. I love looking at procedures, not necessarily getting them, but Mm -hmm. like understanding what's going on. But my number one tip for people that want to look their best is to wear a full face of makeup when you go and get your hair done. Because there's also this like moment when you're sitting in the chair and your hair is wrapped up in a towel, (laughs) you know, and you're just like, it's just like all face. And like when I don't have makeup on and I'm all face and my hair is not seen because I think... And I think we've talked about it. Is like my hair is my security. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I had I, that moment today. I was like, oh, and there it is without there's anything. There's the face. I, just like that pop of color on the lip, the the eyes, eyebrows accentuated does wonders for that moment too. So, <laughs> so that's my beauty tip. So that's Deanna's beauty tip of the day. It's Friday. It's June 11th. We are here to recap episode two of Family Karma season two. The season continues to be excellent. What do you think? I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And I really want to get the administrative work out of the way and talk about, you know, if you're a fan of this show, um, please subscribe to our Patreon. $1 a month gets you an extra, at least four episodes a month. Mm -hmm. And it's you and I, it's called Thirsty 30 and it's shooting the shit on everything pop culture and everything we're interested in and like new and bravo beverly hills is like <laughs> wild right now new york, new york is, is like yeah there's what a- is going on with heather and we kind of catch up with all this shahs <laughs> all of them are still gorgeous oh my god they're like all of them mikey is like i have so much to say about mikey but like we cover it all yeah and our it's thirsty really 30. so they're really fun. So we hope that you'll join us there. Also, we got like one more rating, I think. Oh, I don't we did. know if it was a review, but yeah, I saw it go from 63 to 64 on Apple Podcast. We need more. We, we want to get more. to like by the end of this season, can you help us get to 100 r- rates and reviews? 100. I mean, like the fact that we have so many listeners, like so many listeners. Yeah. Like, I mean, so we don't have like. <laughs> I wish we had I'm like, like <laughs> I'm pretty impressed. I'm like, I can't believe all these people are listening to us. We know you're out there. So join us. And thank you for listening to these recaps to begin with. Um, 
this is like the reason we started this podcast and it's really fun to be back into it. And let's get into the episode because there's a lot to discuss. It was a regular 60 minute episode, not like last week, but there's still a lot to chat about. So and I want to also talk about that last night on Thursday evening, Mm -hmm. we hosted uh, co hosted a clubhouse discussion on episode two, which has caused me um, which everyone's invited 7pm Western East it's, time. it's 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Um, 6 p.m. West Coast Time. Yep. 8 p.m. Central. It's <laughs> nice discussing because it lets me marinate on different ideas. So I'm like more well prepared mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Um, for the podcast. And for those who are just like, what the fuck's Clubhouse? I'm scared of Clubhouse. <laughs> it really is a discussion. And everyone who wants to talk it's a communal discussion. And yep. so if you're like, I have a bunch to say, please join us because we want to hear from you. And, you know, if you don't even want to say anything, you just want to listen to what other mm. people are thinking. It is a good way to kind of take the temperature of like, what are people thinking? Because, you right. know, like I have my opinions. You have your opinions. Exactly. You know, like we see what we see on social media. But when people are actually discussing it in a room, it kind of comes out a little bit differently I think so and I also want to point out that hosts of other Bravo podcasts are in the discussion and Mm -hmm. in the waiting room Mm -hmm. and talking and so it's you know we'll call them experts we'll call ourselves experts so we have a lot of experts in the field yeah no (laughs) that's absolutely what it is like these are people who live and breathe Bravo and like Yes, we and we we definitely consider ourselves experts on family karma because we love it. Um, Ask me anything about American history and it's like a blank. (laughs) But like ask me anything about Bravo history and I can I can quote directly from the episodes. I I also like Deanna, I have to say something before we get into this, because Uh I was I've been feeling since our season one recaps into Mm -hmm. season two. Season one was like a little, it was, it was lighter on the drama. The drama we saw was not that intense, I feel mm-hmm. like. And so it was like very, like, it was just very easy to like keep it light and not be too critical of anyone. Yes. And I feel like that's changed in season two. And I feel a little bit because like we love all of the people yeah. on the cast so much like truly if we ever I just want to say like if we ever say anything critical about anyone it's also coming from a place of love of we want to be able to t- give all sides of what we're thinking about what's happening on the 100%. show so like I just want to say that it's been stressing me out a little bit and I just want to be transparent about it. Yeah. What about it stresses you out? I just like, I don't want like a cast member to like, no, get mad. I know. And and I actually, you know, I posted something with two cast members Mm -hmm. and I was, I was actually afraid as well. Should I say the cat? I was afraid Dylan was going to be mad at us. Yeah. Because I was just, I was literally like I like we talk about I was a detective with the yarn and yeah. the pins trying to put together like well you said this and we'll get to it yeah when he was in the kitchen 
But I don't think, you know, Dylan. It was a clarifying he, question. It was a clear. That, there you go. It was a clarifying question. But there and is Dylan's a little bit friend. of like, yeah, Dylan is absolutely our friend, by the way. Like, has he been DMing you this week? Um, Yeah, we DMed a little bit. He was actually going to come out to Denver later this month, but it turns right, out. Right. Is he still? It, that no. trip got canceled. But the point is that I just want to say is that. There's a lot of love coming from both of us for every single cast member. And when we point things out that are like, oh, you know, we're like shaking our heads or like wondering a little bit. It's just like we don't want to focus on only the good things because there's real drama. happening. Yeah. And we're not trolling. You know, no, we're not, not. No, no, there's no, 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 no trolling. And that is not our vibe. So let's start. Let's start. So I know the, you got your list. The beginning and it, they, so I'm hoping every episode opens with a little like confessional with Dharma Auntie and Chitra Auntie because they are such a fun duo together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they're talking about the song Monica from Bollywood that a lot of people know and singing it and talking how like Brian needs to like get the song into his repertoire. And Brian and Monica, Amrit and Vishal did an IG live after the show aired on Wednesday okay. night. And Brian was doing his like best impression of the Monica song. And it was actually really good. So he can sing. He can sing. I want to see that guy get up on a stage. Oh, my God. Let's like if we ever meet Brian, like Brian, when you come out here, let's do karaoke. I have an idea. (laughs) Let's call Crystal's brother from Beverly Hills, who is a pop star in Asia. And let's figure out how we can connect the dots to make Brian <laughs> the next South, pop star, next South Asian Bollywood pop star, international, or like Priyanka Chopra level. Oh my god! Famous well, in India, we, famous. We know in how her music career went. <laughs> yeah, not so well. We, we, uh, and shout out to our episode where. We reviewed Priyanka's book. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we definitely, that was an and interesting one. And we know a one. queen. Priyanka's a queen. She's a queen, I'm and there's like... some interesting stuff about her life. Yes. So. Okay, so then we're at the Benny house. Um, He's like, you know, I didn't expect my birthday party to turn into Indians Gone Wild. <laughs> and he's like worried about how Monica Shaw, his new girlfriend, is going to react because it's the first time she's <laughs> okay. met all his friends. I have a question. Yes. Okay. And this is just like, I am, I'm, I'm very new to learning about Indian culture. Okay. Do you think she slept over or would that be a no, no? And if she slept over, did they sleep in the same bed? It was unclear. She definitely slept over. She was right? in her like, it was like the next yeah. day they were coming out of the room. Right. My, my impression of the Benny household is that it is a little bit more progressive when it comes to stuff like that than maybe some other Indian households. Right. And I think Brian would feel like, even if my parents were like, sure, you can sleep in the same place with your partner. I think I would still maybe not do it just because. Well, like, I'm right. You're not going to have sex in the house. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I... I hear. I think that they did sleep in the same room. So he had birthday sex. Do I think they had? I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like a BJ, <laughs> <laughs> an HJ, a, a happy HB HJ. Happy birthday, 
<laughs> hand oh job. my gosh. Okay, we're t- <laughs> filthy minds. Aunties, don't hate us. Don't, don't hate, hate us. us for talking you know, about Brian that. Brian deserves Sorry. it for his birthday. Absolutely. It's part of a healthy relationship. Okay. So. <laughs> yes, hand jobs are part of a healthy relationship. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay so um then monica is they're like i love their vibe though right they're so cute and playful Dr. with monica, each other excuse me because when you said monica <laughs> i swear to god i thought of monica viswani oh no like no, i no, know no. and you know i we're obsessed with the show but like we enjoy it we gotta say dr monica Okay, Dr. Monica. Because I don't want to interchange them, okay? (laughs) You're like picturing the wrong thing. Well, well, the fucked up thing is, is I was picturing like Monica Viswani in like Dr. Monica's glasses. Because it's like... (laughs) And I was like, well, it was like a split second picture. You know, I don't even think Brian can keep all the Monica's straight. So, oh, you know, yeah. we love you, Brian. Um, okay. But I did think him and Dr. Monica okay, had a cute vibe. And I love Didn't her. They? I love, I love the way she meshes with the family. She does. And like, how cute is it that like Brian's dad is like, hey, I have a surprise for you. No, thank you, you about you, that Opa. surprise. Like, no, <laughs> thank you. And can, okay, okay, okay let's those talk fucking about, machetes. Okay, fuck that. No, what? <laughs> I would have literally had to leave the backyard. I would be so worried that someone was going to take off a limb or something. Okay, can I ask you something? And this is me being yeah. dumb and white. No, go Like, for your it. parents don't have machetes just, like, hanging around. No. Okay, so the vibe I got from that, I've never seen that before. It sounds like it is, uh, like, a West Indian thing. Yeah. Or, like... Where's he from? He's from Guyana. Yeah. Like that's where like that was more of like a vibe from there, not necessarily another thing. And he's talking about it. He's like, eight year olds right. do this to prove that they're men. And then he's like, and then you know they're men and they can drink. And I'm like, what? That's wild. <laughs> and do you know what? I, I wanna thank um the um what was the dating matchmaker show we saw? Oh, Indian, Indian matchmaking. matchmaking. Yeah, I learned about West Indian um, culture because mm-hmm. wasn't one of the women Guyanese? Yes, Nadia. Nadia was and Guyanese. Yes, and so her and Brian have done a couple like things what? on IG together. Yeah, because they're like representing right. this like whole thing. Do you know our podcast like charted in Guyana? <laughs> I mean. Surprise, not surprise. We have charted in some... We charted in Norway, like all these like wild places. Very crazy. Um, So anyway, uh, so he cuts his thumb off and then the duck eats. And shout out to the clubhouse member last night whose profile picture was the duck. My gosh, literally she comes in hot (laughs) to the room. She comes in hot with... Without and, saying much, just the pic. And her profile picture is literally the duck from the <laughs> That's the type of shit you see on Clubhouse. It's and really funny. And that's the type of shit I want to see at BravoCon. Like, I just want... Oh, I know. Ugh, don't talk okay, about it. I, I can't go. I I'm so sad. Okay, so anyway... Monica's like Dr. Monica's like don't cut your thumb off I'm off the clock like I just I felt like the vibe was very fun and flirty and like I I appreciate them I really like her the little bit that we've seen um we shall see where that goes well I think we know 
we're so not gonna we're reveal, not gonna say anything but we know where it goes <clears throat> we know where it goes i don't think it's very hard to figure it out if people want to do sleuthing on their own but we are spoiler free here spoiler so free. we're not saying nothing okay vishal and reshma then we see them at uh doing some work stuff together and um you know there are some interesting reactions to this scene right um i did bring it in up terms- in clubhouse last night just so to throw it out there. What do you think about it, Deanna? In terms of like, so they're, you know, Vishal's like closing a deal. They're like going to do it together. He's like talking it through with his mom. What do you think? Indra, it's so hard to talk about this scene because it's literally like pulling the yarn out of the sweater and unraveling the sweater. Okay. Because it has What's to the sweater do, though? The sweater is like, the sweater is Vishal. Okay. Okay. Not my theory, but I wonder if mm-hmm. Vishal saw himself last year on um the season combination of his uh the the his relationship with Richa and that's the reason mm-hmm. why he is acting this way yep. in this season yeah. uh someone called it more of a like top dog yeah like he's trying to <laughs> I don't, flex a I don't little he's trying to jacks. flex a little I don't want to say more jacks from Vanderbilt but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, that it's definitely a little bit of a flex like this is a 4.5 million dollar deal. I'm like in charge here. Yes. Or just like what he was saying to Dylan and it's just like, yeah, but it it, it was interesting how he's sitting with his mom and it's great. It's a family business and he was like, "Mom, let me like take the re- reins here." Yeah. And so to counter that though, there was that vibe. And then we go into the confessional where he's like, I feel like I'm disappointing my mom oh, a little bit less. So that's in direct contrast. You know, like, I think that like Vishal is really like wrestling with kind of perceptions about who he is and yes. maybe who he thinks he is and who he wants to be. And that is clearly becoming a big thing in his relationship mm in terms of where that's going, which we'll get to when um, we talk about that scene with Richa. Do but, you think that there's the yarn unraveling the sweater that is Vishal? I think and it's like halfway the, unraveled right now. And, and I think he's trying, if we use that analogy, he's mm-hmm. trying to figuring out the knitting needles to knit the new yeah. sweater. Yeah, I feel like it could go one of two ways right now. Like the yarn just might keep getting pulled right. and we end up with a just a, of string of yarn and that's it. Or he figures out the knitting needles. He gets the sweater like back into where it needs to be. Like he's going through it right now. He's going like, through it. And- it's kind of, he's 35, right? Like he's my age, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, It's, it, it's like quarter life crisis, but I a bit beyond that. that. Right. Like, Do you think what am was- I? What's my purpose? What's the next step? Life's not just about having fun all the time. Bringing up his mom, did you think it was a problem that he did lie to his mom about his alcohol intake at Brian's house? I mean, so he talked about it on the IG Live, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but I think it, yeah, because Brian was like, hey, what about that time you lied to your mom? 
about Damn. how much you drank. And he was like, you know, I was there like just trying to sound really sober and like just like not. I think he didn't want his mom to worry. That's actually a really good point. And I think that, that this is a dynamic between them that like he doesn't want a, his mom to worry. Mm-hmm. And we saw this with like the fact he doesn't even tell her oh my about the party. He doesn't tell her about the party because he's like. I think it's a mixture of the old Vishal who's like sweep it under the rug type situation. Embarrassed. And embarrassment. And like we do see later when he's talking with um, Brian and Amrit at lunch that he's like, I see this turning into a game of telephone Mm, about what happened. mm -hmm. And the narrative's going to end up with me being like a violent asshole. And he's like, of course he doesn't want his mom to think that about him. You know, like. I can understand that. And like, for the record, I, I can understand that. I really love Vishal. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not even just saying that because, you know, we are a family karma cast. Yeah. I understand, or I, I don't understand exactly, but I can see how hard it would be to mm-hmm. make these changes and start working with, because, okay, not to, I'm not trying to brag, and uh, but yeah, I've I've been in therapy for like 20 years, and 20 years you can brag about that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm studying to be a therapist, and and the yeah. reason why I want to be a therapist is because like therapy basically taught me how to be a human being with a compass mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. me navigate this world, and taught me what good is and what bad is, and like how to be, and like yeah. to go through that pr- process, like. It was so hard doing that starting at like 20, but like I couldn't imagine starting it. And I think at the age of 35, when you have, you're spinning all these plates, you know what I mean? There's so much in motion already so at age much 35 that it's like, okay, now I need to like stop the plates and really look at them and like reflect on what's really going on in these situations that have just been spinning for so long. And I think like as an audience or a viewer, like I think we need to be really forgiving with him. And that's what I was trying to say yesterday, like on Clubhouse is like, we don't know what that, we need to be empathic, right? We need to like put ourselves in that shoes and like not be, because I know a lot of people on Twitter, I'm sure on Instagram are just so fucking judgmental. Very, I mean, there's a lot of like, I feel like a lot of it's kind of like, you know, there's a lot of gossip in the show, obviously about like Vishal and his self, you know, like his worthiness and whatever to be in a relationship yeah. and, and all these stereotypical things about like what a man of his age should be doing. Right. And it's like, uh, do we really have that much information about what's going on? And a lot of people are just like, Oh, he's so childish. Oh, he's just a baby. Right. Oh, all this stuff. And it's like, What's the, whole picture? What's the whole picture? I don't feel like I have enough information to say all of that for sure. I mean, you know, when Richa says... When Richa says, who is, thank you. When Richa says, I have concerns about this, I believe her. 100%. Because she is in this relationship with She's him. Grounded. She's grounded. She wants to marry him. Like, he's going to be her family. Like, all of this stuff. Like, I believe her. And I still feel like I want to hear more. You know, I, I just want to, I want to hear I more. I think it's hard because I think Bravo audience are very polarizing. If it's not all yeah. the way good, someone is bad. Totally. And, and, think, the, and the shows are edited that way. Yes. Yes. And, and it's like, this is the same audience and we're getting other people who don't like absorb themselves into Bravo, of course. But it's mm-hmm. like being like Vishal is X, Y, Z in negative yeah. terms because yeah. he doesn't fit what 
what they want him to fit, you know? Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I think like, it's not healthy to like for him and it's not healthy no. for us to like put that, those judgments on him. Absolutely. And it's like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of weight there. I totally agree. Um, so one other thing that happens in the scene is they're in the car talking about, the broken engagement mm. and Rish Monty's kind of like, how can you be engaged to then not be engaged? She's like, kind of, I felt like she was kind of like playing it off. Like, Oh, it's not as bad as Vishal's making it out to be. And he's like, n- and he's trying to be like, no mom, like she gave back the ring. Like our relationship might be over. And she's kind of like, totally not really now like putting those p- puzzle pieces that. together. Yes. Because when she was right. like, Oh, show me the ring. It was yeah, like, it like, was like, nothing (laughs) yeah I don't think she was totally getting it in that moment because she doesn't want that to be the case like and then there goes into then he's like you know you and like he talks about how Lopanti and his mom are like oil and water they're like Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader they just don't get along and he's and this is one of two times in the episodes where Reshma Auntie says I don't, she says, I don't think I have any problems with Lopa auntie. And then later on, when she's talking to Bali, she says, I love her. (laughs) So when they clearly do not love each other at all. And that, that could illustrate how the family might have a tendency to brush things over. Yeah. And maybe she's trying to not create more problems for her son's relationship, potentially, but... There's, okay, there's a lot in the auntie power dynamics that we need to get well, into later. Well, and we later. got into on Clubhouse, which was interesting. Oh, very interesting. Like, who is okay, the so most... Then, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking of power dynamics, I laughed out loud when Lopa auntie enters oh. and they play that like flying birds. <laughs> <laughs> and Lopa auntie looks great. Oh, she, she looks Okay, I amazing. posted on her Instagram... Some of her pictures from back in the day, she is stunning. Yeah, she's gorgeous. She looks great. Unreal. And can we just mention? Yeah. We should all have an apartment on the water (laughs) that we can like just retreat to on the weekends. Oh my gosh. (sighs) I have never heard of a more brilliant idea on a Bravo show than that. And so that's what Kaltna auntie was talking about. And Lopa auntie's like, it's my dream to own this condo in Miami. And I'm kind of like, all was in the background. I'm thinking about, you know, she says some controversial things. She's not an angel. We know that. But this is a woman who has made it happen for herself against all odds, like in a community that has been very, that is stereotypically very, um, you know, critical of divorce and single women and things like Mm -hmm. this and she it was just nice to say see her say like I'm proud that I I bought this condo you know like good for her like fuck yeah Yeah, you know I agree um I almost had a heart attack watching the turmeric blessing Because wiping did, it all over did the Rich walls. Did say it took like three hours? She said it took three hours. And then they showed him literally Just, wiping turmeric oh on gosh. the white wall. Have you heard of that before? I have not. Uh, I'm going to. No, I have not actually heard of that or seen it. I'm not surprised that it's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
I think my parents' version of that is like setting up a little puja, which is like a um, Hindu ceremony or a religious ceremony. And maybe we like, you know, sing some songs and like burn a candle or something, you know, like that's type of the deal that my family does. We've never actually like had a priest come and like rub the walls with turmeric. (laughs) And wow. But that's just my family. And it's interesting because right now it's like, I feel like it's like trendy to take turmeric because it like, um, if you have inflammation. (laughs) Yeah, it helps. Yeah. And so like when he was doing that, I thought of my like white Western culture, like new age, like, oh, I take turmeric pills too. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. That's like. So boulder. You know what? It's so boulder. And I'm like, why don't you guys just like eat some dal with turmeric in it? Mm. Like, (laughs) you know, that's another way to get this accomplished. But anyway, I'm not being critical of you. A lot of people do that. Um, Okay, so then we we have a little confessional with Richa where she kind of breaks down from her side what has been going on with her and Vishal. And she says, she says basically it's been a shit show since the engagement. They've been fighting a lot and they're fed up with each other. Um, and, you know, what, is, what did she say exactly? She said, um, oh, she said that, oh no, this comes later when she's talking with Anisha. So I'll leave that mm-hmm, to then, but... Mm-hmm. You know, Lopanti's like, I don't know why she's crying so much. Richa says, like, I think my mom is just going into protective mom mode. Which I understand. And Vishal has been told that he's not allowed at the condo at their place mm-hmm. in Memphis. Harsh. And that he's not welcome at the new condo in Miami, which we found out about before. But now here we are hearing it from Richa and Lopanti. Can I that ask that's you actually the case. a question? If Richa was mm-hmm. your daughter would you go to that extent I don't think I can answer that because I don't really know what's going on inside of Lopanti's head that's a really good point I do think that I would like here's the type of mother I'd like to be Mm -hmm. I'd like to be the type of mother who if my son chooses a partner Mm -hmm. and maybe there are some things about that person that I don't love or whatever, which will inevitably happen, Mm -hmm. right? Because we are humans, we're fallible, whatever. I would like to be able to put my child's happiness first and recognize that me not welcoming my child's partner into my home would be extremely harmful to my child Mm -hmm. and their psyche because... As someone growing up in like a first generation immigrant family where my parents had an arranged marriage and so the expectations around dating and relationships have been different for me than Mm -hmm. like a lot of my white American friends. It's like I've had to think about those things and I've had to like make some decisions for myself about like when will I prioritize a romantic partner over my family? Because I know my family won't bend in certain ways. And like, how do I negotiate that? And that like, I would be crushed if my parents were like, your partner's not allowed at our house. Right. Like, can you imagine that? No. That's like really harsh. Yeah. But like, what happened? We don't like, Lopa auntie thinks that like, something is really wrong she's seeing her daughter cry that's over this situation yeah and i'm sure you know it's like it sounds a little bit like a merry-go-round that just 
they keep getting on and it just keeps going round. And, and everyone's round. gossiping around them and everyone has like thoughts and feelings on their relationship, which is a big part of what Vishal's upset about because, you know, on the podcast that Dylan and Neil had, they talked about his relationship. Like, but it's not just that. Like he knows that also all the aunties are talking right. about their relationship. All their other friends are talking about it. It's like, I just also want to stress hard. and we'll get to it. But like, but we've been talking about Lopa auntie and mm-hmm. to kind of start becoming involved in a community with such tight knit relationships for the length of time that these families have had. Yeah. The, it's really brave to do that. It is. It really is. Like, we're getting into the shit with these people, yeah. you know, and they didn't have to no. share their lives and stories with us. And they are. And I, I, yes, I'm very thankful. I also cracked up them. when she was like, had a drink. She was like having a drink on her balcony and like Bravo uh-huh. did something funny with the editing, like dun, dun, dun. And it was like, her. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, again, I know like, it's kind of playful. It's, well, what it's you, just what do you think they're giving her a villain edit? Or do you think it's more complicated than that? I think it's more complicated. I think it's hard because, and I could be wrong as a white person saying this, it seems like Mm -hmm. she doesn't fit the stereotypical, like you said. I think this is what you're saying. I agree. I agree. Um, Indian American, South Asian woman. and Yeah, like the immigrant who, like came here and like she's lived her life differently and she's outspoken a lot of and independent and I'm not saying mm-hmm. the other aunties I'm just talking about her individually mm-hmm. and I think I think the editors don't know what to do with it yeah does because, that make like, sense they did show so just skipping ahead to when she's on the balcony with Kalpna auntie mm-hmm. you know I feel some sympathy for her when she's like you know like Reshmanti like doesn't reach out to me when I'm here. No. Vishal doesn't call me. Like no one's inviting me to their home. And then and she stuff goes like all that. my friends in Mississippi moved away to be with their grandkids. Yeah. And, and she's, she's kind of like she feels she cut wants great but she you could tell she probably wants grandkids. Yeah. You have you know, it's like piss or get off the pot, she's kind of saying to Vishal. Yeah. And yeah. it's like there's so many things being said in her like kind of like little bits and pieces that mm-hmm. you can't help but kind of feel for her. Yes. And but you know what I'm just realizing now, mm. which is kind of ironic and just this is just coming to me is so here she is saying like Reshma doesn't invite me mm-hmm. over. But what would you do if you were Reshma auntie and you knew that Lopa auntie isn't welcoming Vishal into your house well the hard thing is is like what happened chicken or egg you know what i mean and it's like yeah what started yeah. what because it's like well we're this talking is the power dynamic a, situation i think we're talking about like you said like a nine-year relationship yeah yeah so that started when vishal they're already family 26 like it yeah. doesn't even matter if they're not engaged it's like they're already family in a way and it's like it's very interesting I think there's a lot of like, there's a lot of like power dynamics in like, I'm withholding this Mm -hmm. from you because you did this to my son or you did this to my daughter or whatever. And it's, it's getting really messy and feelings are getting hurt Mm -hmm. and no one's really talking Mm -hmm. about it to each other. Mm -hmm. So I mean, when they, when they saw each other, 
which is very mm-hmm. cordial. And they kind of, they, I can't believe they sat right next to each other. They probably the like made them. that was, <laughs> and we'll talk about, um, what is Sean and Dylan's mom's name again? Kulpna, yeah. Kul- is it Kulpna? Kulpna, yes. Kul- K-A-L-P-N-A. Kulpna. So Kulpna, auntie, which we'll talk about that part. Py- Do we want to go into the power dynamics of that? Let's get through um, a couple other scenes and then it gets into that. Okay. Um, I just want to touch on the Anisha and Chitra scene, which we saw, um, which, <laughs> well, first of all, it was funny because Anisha's like, do you know what thirsty means? Do you know what WAP means? <laughs> and she's like, I was an English literature major. Like, stop talking to me about it. And I think it's like their their relationship is just so sweet. It's really sweet. They have a, you, clearly very close. I just can't believe how young Bali was. She had to grow up so fast. Oh, oh. Because she got talking married. about Bali and Anushka? Oh, what, sorry. What are we talking about? Okay. I was talking about Anisha and Chitra auntie. Okay. For some reason, I was referring to Bali and her daughter. But no, yeah, it's okay. And their relationship is so sweet, too. Yeah. So just quickly... Anisha is talking to her mom about the egg retrieval process. Mm. Uh, she's like, I shaved my hairy belly. <laughs> I'm like, did you ever shave your belly? No, I have never shaved my belly. Neither have I. I don't think I have enough hair on my belly. I've Actually, never no, done I hair, hair there. On my, I do. I do. But uh, no, okay. then you have to upkeep it. And like, I'm no, I don't have time for that. We've shit. like ever since after our episode, shout out to our episode when we talk about body hair. Yeah. Like I've just been really thinking about like, like I really was talking about um, looking at my little mustache mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was like, fuck it after like, especially after that episode, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Honestly, most people don't even notice it. It's like all about your own shit anyway and what if they do notice it whatever like yeah fuck (laughs) them so anyway but anisha shaves her hairy belly and then um she goes she's like they're checking my amh levels and she's like i think it means all my huevos which is really funny um and then um she talks about how she's gonna get at least 10 to 20 eggs and how the process was like emotional for her and Chitranti was like, I know it's emotional, but you know, like this is like before you know it, like we're going to be playing with your child. We're going to look back on this and it won't matter. It was a really like sweet moment between them. And Anisha was visibly getting like upset about it and which is totally understandable, you know, like the, the kind of stress she's feeling around being, I'm a 36 year old woman. I've just realized that I do want to have like a husband and a child and I need to meet someone and I need to put all these things in place. And she's like, and I'm going to like, now make this decision to retrieve my eggs like it's a lot and um the hormones. it's a big journey and the hormones and everything Do you know it's what like, I was good for her for like doing it and taking control of that right. part I of was, her life i was thinking during that scene is mm-hmm. that i would love to see a conversation between her and Gigi. oh yes Wouldn't so Gigi a- from shaw's Gigi from shaw's decide that she wanted to have a child around the same age Mm -hmm. she said she and she did IVF with a sperm sperm donor donor. and I would just like I would love to just hear you know their discussion of things they like similarities in their journey 
Yeah. And like what advice Gigi has and the questions that Anisha has. And yeah, I would well, just yeah. love to and see then that dynamic. Bringing Richa in because we see during their conversation at lunch that Richa's like, I don't want to have kids. So- was that. Right. That was shocking. And Anisha was like, well, I was in your spot a couple of years ago, too, because Anisha has said very publicly, like on her podcast and stuff that like for a long time, she was like, I don't believe in marriage. I don't want to get married. Like, I don't want to have kids and whatever. And she something changed and she decided she. And you know what? Everyone has the right to change their mind about that. Everyone and everyone has the right to not have children. Absolutely. So. It's just interesting to see these like the narrative in our society is so focused around women settling Mm. down, finding a partner Mm -hmm. and our heteronormative society. It's finding a male partner Mm -hmm. and the male has to be like this. Yes, exactly. Check all these boxes. And like it's really empowering and wonderful to see women who are stepping outside of those bounds in in all these different ways. And um, I think it's important to see in our TV screens. I wonder if how Vishal feels and it's none of our business if they don't air it about Richa Richa's view on wanting children. So just to say a little bit more about that, it was like in one breath, she's saying, I don't want to have kids. And then she was also saying in her confessional that she has concerns about him being the stay at home dad. But he's which n- but he's implies not having a, children, right? Right, but it's weird because he's not going to be a stay-at-home dad if he works for his mom. Well, so that's that's the thing I'm a little confused about. Is it's like you know, in the first season we saw Vishal being like, "Yes, I want to be the trophy husband. I want to mm-hmm. like be at home oh, and yes. look like sexy and take care of the kids." And and here's v- Richa being like, "I'm happy for us to have that." set up but like can you actually like manage a household Mm -hmm. and like take care of the kids and like maintain the white picket fence and all these things like when I saw her talking about that I I felt I related to her in some Mm -hmm. ways I wonder if a lot of women do that like there is this sort of thing where it's like maybe it's because for millennia women have been expected to take care of the home that all of a sudden when we're asking it to be the other way around like there is some nervousness around that like whether or not that's founded or not Mm -hmm. um but I think that's also maybe grounded in for Vishal like him like I think it's safe to say that he's lived a pretty like charmed life in Mm -hmm. terms of like not (sighs) Not having to grow up too fast mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. maybe the way I would put it, you know, mm-hmm. because like his family has been able to take care of him and his needs and things like that. And he and, you know, he's been working for his parents business, but now it's getting to the point of like, oh, but can I provide for my family, too? Mm-hmm. It's not just like a paycheck. It's like a paycheck that really like is for other people. Right. I don't know. The whole thing is like, I just, I still feel like I don't have all the information I need. I would love to like sit down with Richa and be like, what's really going on? Right. Um, Because there's more than just what we're seeing. And that's how it it always is on Bravo is we never get all the info. And I do think it's interesting because uh, this was her first testimonial. And 
it was so serious. It was to the point. Did you feel that energy? Yeah. Versus all of her past. And it was just like, oh, yeah, this is so real. It's so real. And it says because um, and and it's valid concerns. And yeah. especially, you know what? Like we talked about Lopa auntie, but like that is like who she's been brought up under. Mm hmm. You know, and it's like someone that didn't need a man to do X, Y, Z. No, exactly. And so I wonder if Rich is just like, why would I put up with this if I've seen like someone succeed without yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Exactly. It's like, and I think that there's, there is that whole dynamic. Like even Anisha is like, I understand why Vishal would feel upset that he's not welcome at mm. your home anymore. And Rich is kind of like, she she shows she played a little bit of like where she's coming from. She's like, well, would you cross your mother if she said that? Like, that's right. her rule. I have to follow it, basically. And so, like, of course, she respects her mother a lot and has seen what she's done. And they're mm -hmm. like this duo, you know, and like mm -hmm. so it is complicated to like bring in a new person into the party and like mix your lives and things like that. And and it must be so hard because it's like they've known each other since like party days right mm -hmm. early 20s mm -hmm. and it's like when one person is progressing and growing up yeah and being an actual adult and the other one and that person feels like the other one is just like still on that like 24 year old range yeah it's or like how old you know either and this happens a lot i think is like people change that's the thing is right. like especially from your 20s to your 30s to your 40s like things change in your life, your perspectives change, things like that. And like, mm -hmm. even if you're together, like you might be growing apart or you might mm -hmm. have different ideals all of a sudden and then you have mm -hmm. to navigate that. So anyway, um, Kulpna auntie though, who is the head of the Patel compound, mm -hmm. <laughs> we see a lot more of her in this episode. There's a whole segment about her and her relationship with Dylan and finding out when when he wrote the letter to her, actually, that she that he put in the Duke um, newsletter, it was a letter to his mother and he sent it mm -hmm. to her and she read it and she gets emotional talking about it, saying, you know, I just I, I wasn't expecting it. I felt bad for not realizing it on my own. I had sort of seen this life for my son and needed to let go of it. And she's like, and it was really hard. And now it's like not even a thing at all. They like, right. she's like looking at this potential suitor for Dylan and being like, oh, he has a hot body. <laughs> like, Introducing him to his fifth cousin and hoping for a romance. Okay. I like that is I wild. can I just tell you that this happened what? to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I have to take a, tell a quick story. This, um, okay, so tell me what happened. So this was like, I want to say, this was almost 10 years ago, but mm -hmm. um, I had gone to India with my mom, my brother, and my brother's friend Annie came to um, his friend oh, from grad fun. school. And so we were all there and we went to go visit my grandmother in Chandigarh. And my grandmother, you know, she's like, she's like, 90 at this point oh. and she's just like she's the stereotypical focused like we're seeing yeah. on family karma like when are you gonna get married when are you gonna get married right. oh i know this girl in town why don't you meet each other and rubby's like i'm not gonna like fight with my 90 year old grandmother right now right. so we agree to go to this house to meet this girl and it's like it's like 
I can't even believe what's happening. We show up at the house. We're like sitting in their living room, meeting the parents. Then all of a sudden the daughter like arrives and then she comes to sit down to talk with Ravi, but I was sitting next to him. So she comes and sits down next to me and I'm sitting in between them while they're like meeting each other. And I'm like, did you know that they were cousins? No. Okay. So then we go through this whole thing. It's very awkward and weird and kind of funny because we know Ravi's not taking it seriously. Right. Right. Is she taking it? seriously? She's taking it very seriously. Like, I think we left that house and I think the family was like, are they going to like, is this going to happen? Yeah. On the drive home. (laughs) My mom, it's like, you know, I do know who they are. And she's like, and you know, she's very nice. But Ravi, I think she's your cousin. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> was he like, oh, it was just we all broke out laughing. And it was just like, oh, my God. And Dadi, my grandmother, real, uh, meanwhile, is thinking like, oh, this is it. Like, I've matched him. It's going to happen. So like when Dylan said that about his fifth cousin, I was like, that hits very close. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Anyway, that's that's funny. It's really funny. Um, And uh, and you know, it happens in in different cultures and even in this country. Incest yeah incest is a thing it's a thing it absolutely you know and it's weird it's like Mm. don't you feel like you're always hearing about these like wealthy white families in america back in the day who like they marry their first cousin i told you i told you in my break between classes i got into the secret life of monarchs yes Mm -hmm. like it's like I think I was inspired because you love the monarch. You don't love the monarch. I'm fascinated. In that way, but you love I'm fascinated. The You're fascinated by the royals, and so I was like, okay, I'm gonna give it a little bit of a spin, but I can't handle the crown. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, so on the Smithsonian Network was Secret Life of Monarchies, and Queen Victoria mm-hmm. married her cousin, who she was incredibly in love with. Yes, and he was his German. She, he was her German cousin, and they had like many kids right yes and everyone's just getting married to their cousins oh yeah it's happening in the royal family like all the time all the time so who are we to judge the patels and the fifth cousin or my daddy and (laughs) she was like this is a great match (laughs) i mean it is if we think about it we know the families we know the history yeah we know (laughs) everything there's no skeletons in the closet there's no hidden families like (laughs) i mean we know who's going to be invited to the wedding oh my gosh okay so then we touched we touched on the lunch with Vishal Brian and Amrit I think that Mm -hmm. you know I think what did you think about the octopus ceviche no octopus yes so I'm in the same I I I stopped eating octopus after because everyone saw that documentary I didn't see it oh you haven't seen it either yeah but I was like I can't handle this because I knew he the spoiler alert the octopus dies in the end do you know what i'm talking about i well the document my teacher the octopus or whatever i'm hearing it from everyone now and it sounds yeah horrifying it was like a covid thing yeah and they become best friends but the thing is is like octopuses i guess they only live a year and they have babies and then they die and it's just but they're highly intelligent right they're very intelligent and this one was so intelligent although now that i think about it i when i was in West Palm Beach, I did have 
um, calamari. So wait, wait, calamari squid though. It's not. It's not. It's not octopus. octopus. No, it's squid. So you're good. But there's nothing more that I loved. I used to work on this place Mm -hmm. um, in Tribeca, and there was one in NoHo. Shout out, no, in Soho. Excuse me. Shout out to Bread Mm -hmm. and Bread makes the best octopus salad so if you're in new york city go to bread (laughs) it's the best octopus salad so you're like don't eat octopus but go get the octopus but go get the octopus (laughs) okay you know we we sometimes talk outside of the both sides of our mouth yeah and you know we see it on the show you see it on the podcast (laughs) um and one thing I also wanted to point out at, at the lunch, which I just thought was really sweet, was like Brian was like, "Yeah, you know, the party was rough, but like it was just like the it was just the fifteen minutes at the end. Otherwise, it was like really great, and like right. he was very gracious about it, which I thought was sweet." Um, and shout out to that friendship. Yeah, shout out to those three guys being buddies. Shout I out love to it. those um, because it's like if they were like monsters like there are on other shows <laughs> yeah. um AKA like Shaz. tom tom like and jacks t- well tom other tom's not so bad no tom sandoval's okay but tom shorts you and know. jacks yeah. are like the scum jacks. of the earth and james I have- <laughs> kennedy i love james you know, i love him i, love I know him. i know and we've talked um you know about like we we feel protective of james even though he's very problematic yeah it's nice to see Three friends not fucking each other. Yeah, like act not <laughs> on act, Bravo. Yeah. Like they're actually yeah. looking out for each other, trying and to not talk screaming at women, <laughs> not screaming at women, and putting women down. Totally. Uh, what a refreshing situation. <laughs> this is no, all we oh ask God. for. Um, Bar is very low on Bravo for the men. By okay, the way. so then there's this very interesting scene. I found it very interesting. We're at the Patel compound, and it's the Patels. Mm talking about what happened the night before and okay this is where this is what i pointed out on twitter yes and go okay so long story short i mean they're 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 just rehashing what happened and dylan does say at one point michelle was so was still so upset about Mm -hmm. things that i said so that's what he's that's what dylan on the tv show on the show and since then but on IG live and in tweets, he said, but I didn't say didn't at, say anything. Things. So it's a little bit like, but what and did you say? Like, what was that? taken down? Yeah, it's been taken down. We'll never really know. I think you and I were pretty clear last episode that whatever was said, even mentioning the Kinsey scale in relation to someone else, I think to me counts as speculation about their sexuality mm-hmm. and that doesn't sit well with me. So that's kind of what I think was going on. But of course, at the Patel compound, it's the conversation quickly shifts to and then Vishal threatened violence. He pushed Sean, right? He said, I'm going to bash your face in. And they're like, this is not good. But then Kalpna auntie says like, this makes me sad because Vishal is a good kid. Like, I don't know what's going on. Um, Mm -hmm. They acknowledge that he's not in a bad place. He, that he is in a bad place, Vishal is, but that it's not a justification for speaking like that. And then at the end of the scene, they, you, uh, they take a little this, dig. No, go ahead. I wonder if he pushed Sean. I like, think I, he did. I think, think I think it was, it was a, a little shove that maybe he... Yeah, I think it was a little shove. Okay, it was a shove. It okay. was unnecessary. Okay, yes. Um. So then... 
at the end of the scene, though, they're like taking a little bit of a dig again at Vishal and Rich's love life. Like, oh, of course, they're having problems again. It's like the story of their lives. And it's like this is what Vishal didn't want. I think I think Vishal is overly sensitive to people in his community he already knows his mom and Loba auntie are like talking shit on his relationship. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be hearing it from everybody else too. And it's not even just everyone else in his community. Yeah. It's um, people <laughs> in my son's in the room. Yeah. Uh, it's people on IG, on social media. It's There's everybody. A crew following. Yeah. So it's like, it's more than just a community. But it's, cuts even it. harder when it is someone in your community who you consider like a, a brother you know who's mm-hmm. who's talking shit about your relationship it's like if nobody is supporting you like mm-hmm. and yet this is the person you've chosen to spend your life mm-hmm. with that sucks like just put yourself in his shoes like it sucks mm-hmm. when people are like mm-hmm. cutting your relationship down in public ways like that fucking sucks and so we see it a little bit again in the scene. And it, it was like, it was a little cringy, I thought. Um, then, okay, so now let's talk about Anushka and Bali. Uh, such a wonderful mother-daughter duo. Which is, so Anushka was wearing Bali's old old dress. And I don't mean old like. No, like. It was old, but. Hand me but down. But in the confessionals, mm-hmm. hand me down, which was she looked incredible in it. Oh, my God. They're both so gorgeous. Um, hearing them go back and forth is so funny. She's like, I tried to go to college. They sent me home. You know, when I was at college, my mom was like freaking out if I didn't call her every four hours. So sweet. Bali's like, I was drinking a lot of white wine and I don't drink oh. it anymore. <laughs> she was so cute. It was really funny. And then they like show her waking her up. She's like, why are you talking so much early in the morning? And Bali's like, it's noon. And I'm like, I so remember that part of my life, too, when I could sleep until like 1 p.m. Oh, my God. And then. Bali's like showing her her clothes and she's like, you try it on like it doesn't fit me anymore. And like, but we can get it repurposed and I can wear it to your wedding. And it's like, and Anushka's like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And Bali is trying it on. Wait, did we say that Bali was trying trying it on? And she was like, it doesn't fit, but we'll like have it used for something (laughs) else like me going to your wedding. And then. And and then was Bali's that very Bali's much like wedding dress. Is that what we? Because she's she wore it when she was twenty. It right? was the photo they showed. It looked like she was with her first husband. So it may have okay. been maybe not like her wedding dress, but one of the outfits she wore at her mm-hmm. wedding because wedding Indian weddings are several days, several outfits, right? A whole situation. Um. Anyway, it was sweet to see them together. And then Anisha calls Bali, and she's like trying to tell her what went down the night before this is, and this is where there's different opinions about what bali knows yes yeah, so going the in. way the show shows it is that bali the way they show it i think is that bali doesn't know what happened the night before she left the party right and then she goes to the bathroom during the conversation with the aunties at happy hour later. Which, do you believe that? I think there is no way that Bali did not know what yeah, was going on. Exactly. Like, Do you think she planned the bathroom? I, I don't know about that. No, I don't. 
I think that maybe production planned to be like, okay, Anisha's going to call you when you're putting on your makeup, like pick mm-hmm. up the phone. I don't think like the Wi-Fi thing cutting out was like a ploy or anything. I was talking about when she was at the Patels. Oh, okay. Well, before we get to that, I want to say that I think that she, after the phone was cutting out, mm. if it, if that was you and I, and I mm-hmm. said... I I need to spill the tea about something and we got cut off immediately after that you and I would have a text conversation about what happened right so there's not an ounce of me that thinks that Anisha didn't Mm -hmm. tell Bali over text what happened then when she left at the happy hour it did seem a little bit like she knew it was about to go down you think so? and she didn't want to be there for I don't know why do we remember what the last words were said before she no and I wish I could remember um but I don't know I don't know I mean you know when you have to pee you have to pee so that's the other side I'm talking about and what do you think shows I don't know it's hard because I as soon as I like show up to a, a location I have to pee yeah. And Bali didn't do that. It's true. You know? And so that's why I am like, okay, well, she had Yeah, to maybe she just like didn't realize that maybe she truly was just like not sure what was going on. And she was like, I need to pee so I can come back and like be present mm-hmm. for the conversation. Exactly. I can't focus when I pee. I have to pee. I 100% think she knows what happened, though. Yes. Going into 100%. that happy hour. So 100%. But that doesn't mean that she can't ask questions about what was said while she was in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, okay. So we already talked a little bit about the Patel Beach condo. Kalpnanti invites Lopanti over, which was nice, extending an mm-hmm. olive branch. I like Kalpnanti. She seems like very... I do. I mean, she's the queen bee. She's we the queen like bee. Her. She seems, and I love her. She seems like she she's understands sweet. that she has this position in the community, not just her own family of like running this compound, mm-hmm. but also like the Patels are kind of like a pillar in the Indian community mm-hmm. in Miami, and so like their house is a place where people gather, and she's like on top of that, and that's like kind of like I love that. where she's yeah. at, and like and and so she welcomes Lopa. She invites. I think that's her. a really great quality for um, a parent. Yes, you know, is to have the house that like all the kids can come yes. over. Yes. So we talked a little bit about their conversation already. You know that um, we see a little part where called not auntie's like. I, I want Sean to get engaged and get married and start having kids because mm-hmm. Pooja's 28 and her eggs are going to dry up, which I'm kind of like, I wonder how Anisha so feels young. watching. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, but then she also says towards the end of the conversation in, in her confessional that like Vishal is kind of known in the community as a Garjamai, which is a man who's living off of his woman basically like he's he's not bringing home the bacon it's kind of like this term and and that to me signaled that like normative it does it's like i absolutely do not subscribe to that and think that that's a shitty thing because there's a negative connotation there but it did illustrate that like the way lopa feels about vishal in that way Mm -hmm is possibly how many people in the community think about him. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like maybe that's possible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like they painted that picture 
pretty well yeah last season they that did that's how he's seen us they did like especially when they brought up his acting yeah it's like, of course he's gonna go off and do this which and come back and not be able to do it and as someone who in as in the indian community that i'm in as someone who has gone into the arts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and seeing the blank stares and the like what are you doing and blah 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 I'm kind of like I like that sucks when people like write you off Don't because you're not you. like yeah. making millions of dollars or like I know. doing these stereotypical things it's like well what makes you happy you know exactly and I think sometimes people lose sight of like what's going to make Vishal happy? And I think Vishal Mm -hmm. is grappling with like, what makes me happy right now? Yes. So that's sort of an interesting dynamic. Um, Okay, so we already talked a bunch about Anisha and Richa's conversation, but I do want to talk about Julio. (laughs) Is he the the waiter? Julio the waiter. What? I was not a fan. I couldn't even see his face. Couldn't see his face, but couldn't remember when he made that comment eyes. about like... What did he say? So Richa was like, are you single? And he's like, it depends on what day of the week. <gasps> yeah, he he made some very misogynistic comment. I did not. I did not hear that, <laughs> but that that's a, that's what it does. I also says. was living for when Richa was like, my friend here is like single. And Anisha oh is like, gosh. hi, Julio. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Anisha could have stopped it, I guess. She could have stopped it. Um. We talked a lot about their conversation already. Is there anything else that comes to mind for you from that? Um, yeah, I think that it was nice to see them like hanging out because mm-hmm. I feel like last season the narrative was a bit around like, does Anisha have a crush on Vishal? Like, oh, is I Vish- totally remember? forgot about and that. And it's like, clearly oh, that was not a so thing. That's so heteronormative, yeah. <laughs> too. It's like, it's like what? Like, pe- like a boy and a girl can't be friends? Yeah, like, no. Give me a break. It's so ridiculous. Um, I-, I did think it was interesting when Richa said, like, you know, I can really handle things a lot on my own. Like, my mom taught me to do that. But I also have periods where I break down. And I think that's what she said. Like, she falls apart and breaks down. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that signaled to me that she's also looking for a little bit more emotional support in her relationship right. than what she's getting. That that was my read. Well, it's hard because it's like, I wonder how much Vishal has been a rock for her. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and only she can comment. We shouldn't even speculate on that. But like we have no idea. It it sounds like that's what she needs a rock. And And is it hard to be that person when you're long distance, too? I wonder, you know, yeah, like COVID. I mean, like and we have to like also talk about COVID. Yes, we can't. That was an interesting thing in the clubhouse chat last night was we kind of all had to like re-remind ourselves that like this is all happening in the middle of the mm. pandemic. And and like I, I noticed like, you know, when people told me that they were thriving in COVID, I was like, I'm just never going to trust anything. <laughs> You're yeah, saying, like, fuck you. I was like, what? <laughs> You're just like a straight up like either on drugs or a liar. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what they would say Did now. Did anyone tell I you wonder... that they were thriving? I definitely heard yeah, it. It's it's something people in Boulder say, I think. It's it like, wasn't always from people I knew. It was like sometimes on a podcast or oh like an God. interview I would hear and I'm like, fuck you. COVID I am was like, hell. <laughs> it COVID still sucked. is a little bit of hell. We're not hell. out of it. Um, oh, and another 
interesting thing is Anisha's like, so are you guys going to work out? And Rich is like, two months ago, I would have said no. That was interesting. And she's like, I don't even know a year from now if this is really going to be working. So at this moment... Better than saying, um, I know definitely this or that is totally. And that the thing is, like, even when you make those commitments, you get married, there's always a question mark, of course, 50% over 50% divorce rate. You always have to like work at your relationships, it's very you have to work. And it's like, as a child whose parents are divorced Mm -hmm. and should have gotten divorced when I was a lot younger, Mm -hmm. because my parents got divorced when they were like 20 and they should have. Oh, wow. Maybe even, yeah, they should have maybe never have gotten together. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) but then we wouldn't have you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, it's just like for all these people that post on Instagram, Mm -hmm. like this is, this is the love of my life. Like, yeah, I, I, I think like, you know, in my, (laughs) I don't buy that shit. (laughs) I don't, I, that's not my reality. Like my partner, he's, I love him very much. He's my best friend. We'll always be in each other's lives. Yeah. We share children. But like to say that it's like definitely going to be until we're either one is on our deathbeds. Yeah. I, I cannot bet on that <laughs> hand. Like there's just it's no just, way. What about you? I well, mean, we you have- know what I think is when people say that it signals that they're not in touch with like the real work that goes into making a relationship work. Like when you can like really stand up and look at the fact that like relationships are hard work and there's always a chance that it's not going to work. I think it makes you work harder to make it work. Like, you know how they say like the weddings that cost the most, like the divorce rate is like insanely high. And I also want to say you know, a marriage is in trouble on Bravo because they have the follow-up nuptials. <laughs> like they always have the 10-year nuptials and you're like, it's only a matter of time before this Bravo couple breaks up and they always break yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, so I just, I think that, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm with you and like I, I, I always like sort of tilt my head a little when I see that type of stuff being said like renewing nuptials i'm i i'm always like and and no not even that but like just like this is the love of my life and they're like 15 years old and it's their first boyfriend or whatever yeah i mean there's a question mark that i could have a t-shirt you know i have t-shirts in my in my drawer that have been longer in my marriage and it they could outlast it. And when I say that as a couple of, as a child from divorced parents yeah. who should have never gotten married. Yeah. But like, and I say this in front of Andrew and he's just, just kind of like, whatever. But like, I don't know to just like bet all your money. That yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's not and, realistic. And, and, and it's just weird because it does also, this is going on a tangent, paint this 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 box it, it it just highlights this box we've all brought up in mm-hmm. like like marriage is between a man and a woman mm-hmm. you it's have forever a it's forever you know you wear the white dress on your wedding day you're totally all these, pure like, normative mm-hmm. lessons that we've been brought up in that you and i have oh and it goes deeper totally like the man it, owns the woman and the man owns the, the woman, woman serves and the like, man and all this and bullshit like, yeah you know spiritual alignment and souls connecting it's like 
for me, I don't believe in any of yeah, that. Yeah, and that extends. That's like all those things are like white Christian values, and totally. It extends Thank to, you for pointing that and out. And it extends to the Hindu community as well. In many ways, it's, there's a lot of misogyny going on. We see it happening. There's a lot of like ideals around marriage and what it should look like in the timeline well, and all of that. Didn't you say divorce is very taboo? Like, very taboo. Very taboo. You know, I mean, Monica's dad talks about it last season. Um, Lopa Auntie talks about being shunned in her community a mm-hmm. little bit because she's a single woman. Like, there's all of these things that, like, it's 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 there. And so Vishal and Rich are already pushing against that in some mm. ways because they're not married. They've been together for nine years. Like, but it's like, who gives a fuck? Like, it's not your problem. Fuck. It's their relationship. Like, let it be. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, is if you talk about it, you know, and, and we love the drama, but like yeah. they're they're consciously. Are we still talking about the Patels? We're, well, we're talking about Vishal and Richa, the, the Patels, everybody. Yeah, yeah. And it's like people are talking about this knowing that he doesn't want them to talk about it. And they're yeah. talking about it with the cameras on. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, you know, extra so it's like, hard it's for multiple. Him. It's so many levels so of like many. talking about it. Yes. Um, okay, so let's talk about the auntie happy hour because mm. a lot happened. Okay. So Kulpna auntie is like, Dylan's like making fun of her for needing to have a drink every day. And she's like, I run a house with three generations of people. I need a drink it's every incredible. day. <laughs> and I'm like, again, we need a cribs of the Patel home. Oh my gosh. And he's like, <laughs> the look of disgust on his face as she's watching her phone buzz the notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I could really feel him in that moment. I was like, oh my gosh, it was so funny. There's nothing more painful than watching a parental figure figuring out technology technology or just like (laughs) think they figured it out and it's all just like. It's like, no, no. Cringeworthy. Okay, so then um, Reshma Auntie and Lavina Auntie show up and (laughs) call Auntie's like, Reshma, you look sexy. And Lavina Auntie's like, why aren't you calling me sexy? <laughs> I so love that. Um, and then, you know, Reshmanti says in her confessional, she's like, I want to forgive and forget with the Lopanti situation. And it's like, mm. it's a it's lot of talk. So dry. It's a lot of mm-hmm. talk. Um, there's a little thing with Bali and Kulpna auntie talking about, like, is Bali an auntie or not? Bali's 46, Kulpnanti's 52. And they age different. Yeah, and Kulpnanti's like, Bali is an auntie. And auntie's like, oh! (laughs) Um, Okay, and then I loved the conversation about, um, you know, like when they sat down at the table and they're talking about Amrit's engagement, potentially, and Mm -hmm. how Lavina auntie really wants... Amrit to come out to her mom that she feels it's important that she knows even though she's older mm-hmm. and maybe she doesn't need to know. She says, no, I think she needs to know this is who you are. Like this whole thing. I thought it was really sweet. Like, And they talk about, which I think is important to bring up, that, and this is very pervasive in Indian culture, is this idea, and this is not just Indian culture. We see this okay. in conservative Christian culture uh-huh. as well, that gayness is a sickness it's an illness that yeah. you can be cured of, that you can go Ugh. to a camp or a priest yes. can cure you of it. Oh, my gosh. Shout out to the documentary. Um, so many documentaries. Yeah. Um, watch 
watch the movie Boy Erased. I just read the book Boy Erased. Oh wow. I haven't I haven't seen or read Yeah, that. I haven't seen I haven't seen the movie, but um I'm doing a lot of my work right now in school about conversion therapy and I've yes, I wrote conversion not to therapy. toot my own not to toot my own horn, but I wrote a really great article for Vice that's really informative. <gasps> What's it called? What Shout it out. Uh, sh- I don't remember because I wrote it last year, but it, it it's just about what co- is going on in the conversion therapy movement. Okay. On a federal level, it's still legal um, oh my to God. do conversion therapy. And some states, you know, and shout out to the Trevor Project, who is like working a hundred and... 20 percent mm-hmm. to try to make it illegal but um yeah i really recommend uh reading boy Erased. yeah and so isn't it interesting because i think sometimes the inclination is to say oh that's so backwards in like right. indian culture like let's just remember that this is going on and is alive and well in like white america as well and let's and shout out to pride month right shout now. out to pride month and i loved do you know what yes. i loved is seeing what? Lavina auntie say like I thought that in 2011 Mm -hmm. and how far Mm -hmm. has she come to the point where she wants her like mother who doesn't really need to know Mm -hmm. that this is what's going on with her son like it's it was really beautiful I really loved that whole scene I'm really optimistic for that interaction me too oh my god I'm gonna be I'm already crying just like thinking I know. Okay, so then Lopa. I was crying when like Amrit was like, "Let me pay for this." Oh oh my god, I'm so. And with her like little chain, her little Louis Vuitton like wallet. Oh my, I'm so glad you brought that up. That so cute little scene at the convenience store. It was so cute. It was so cute. Like I. I could watch that over and over and over again. The next time I'm having a bad day, I'm just going to think about it. It just warms your heart. It does. Um, Okay, so then Lopanti shows up and Bali, it turns out, it doesn't like her at all. She's like, I don't want to see her. Reishmanti's like, I don't want to see her either. So Reishmanti Mm. admits to Bali that, no, there are some issues with her, but she's just not making it super public. Yeah. Um. And Lopanti says in her confessional, like, here's the thing is like when two kids get engaged, like the f- the families need to get together. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, that's my issues. That's not happening here, which is interesting because she's so counterculture in many ways with the way she's mm-hmm. lived her life. And yet she wants to follow these traditions, which is it's something it's contradictory in a way. Yeah. That um, a lot of things people do are contradictory and you can't explain them. Um, but Kalpna and Lopanti, they like are shown like laughing together a little bit. So there's a little bit of a vibe there, which is a good vibe. Um, and then they start talking about the whole Dylan situation. Right. Um, okay, I did write this down. So hmm. someone, at, I think Dharma Auntie asks Kalpna Auntie, how is Dylan doing? And then... Bali goes to the bathroom after that, I think. Right. And and it could have been like, how's Dylan doing in the sense of like, oh, he's home. Yeah, da, da, maybe da. she and didn't He's think like applying. It. Yeah. Because he just got into the master's, the MBA program at UPenn. It could have been about at that time his application. Yeah. Da, da, da. Yeah. So um, I can see how Bali dismisses herself to go yes, potty. Yes, I could see it too. And I think that, yes, yes, I can see it too. Um. So basically, I mean, Kalbnanti's like, 
she goes straight to Vishal said he was going to bash his face in. So straight to mm-hmm. what Vishal was worried about. It's going to be all about mm-hmm. this like kind of violent thing that I said, which he definitely should not have said. And then, you know, and then Lavina auntie, who's Amrit's mom and um, Reshma auntie start to kind of stick up for the other side. Um, where Lavina auntie's like, well, you know, maybe there were some things that were said that led to mm-hmm. this. And then Reshma auntie, you can tell, is just getting so uncomfortable because it's at this moment where she's mm-hmm. just learning about what Vishal said to Dylan. She didn't, she knew that there was tension and what was going on right. more widely, but she did not know that he had said that. And I think she was like, I need to get the fuck out of here right. right now. And to me, her walking out of there, that was such a power move. Right. It was such a power move. And we see here, there's a little background called Nanti well, and Reshma the producer, Auntie. The producer's like, do you want to even say goodbye? And she was like, no. no. And like, so Kalt Nanti and Reshma Auntie, we find out they kind of like came up together in America. Like they're like this power couple in the mm-hmm. auntie community. And like they are on top. Like we know the Patels mm-hmm. are like on top. We know the Parvanis are mm-hmm. like successful in real estate as well. Mm-hmm. And so there's a divide going on with the power couple mm-hmm. and Reshma's flexing. She's like, I'm yeah. getting out of here. I'm not telling anyone. And I'm leaving because I'm taking control of the situation and I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be a part of this. Like that to me was like a major flex for sure. I thought Uh, the flex was um, initially when Dylan's mom invited Lopa auntie over. Yes. (laughs) So and that's the thing is they're both. That was the first flex. And did you notice that like before they showed up, Rish Monty calls called Nanti to be like is it going to be at your condo at the house and she's like it's at the house I thought the conversation between them it was very like somber and dry there was Mm -hmm. no niceties and I'm like Mm -hmm. what I'm reading into this is that the drama between them had already kind of started Interesting. They were already on two sides with what had happened with Dylan and Vishal on this podcast but then it's brought to a whole other level because of the fight and, that and, happened the night before. And we have to also state that this is an artificial um, event. Mm-hmm. And so they could have had like felt how they were going into this yeah. and not wanted to hang out. And the producers are making them hang out. Absolutely. Basically. And Rach Monty's like, absolutely not get me out of here. Yeah. And I don't blame and her. And then Bali goes after her and she's like, what's going on in the infamous, which we've seen in all the trailers, like take the mic right. off of me. I need to know what's happening. And I just Do you thought think it was she great. really didn't. I don't, I think she knew why she was walking out or do you well, again know? I think we you and I have I think we're pretty sure that Bali knew the wider situation but like do you think she knew why I don't think she she didn't know that Vishal didn't tell her about the fight and this no is the she first probably she, didn't know those details or what exactly was said in that conversation that day so I think she needed right. to get that information um and then she she said <laughs> 
And Anisha said this last episode, she used the phrase, my mom would give me one tight slap, which is like, that is so Indian. Like it's an, if you know, you know, type of situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just love, I want, I want to hear that in every episode this season. It was so great. Is it a real slap? No, it's like the mom like raises the hand and she's like, I'll give you one tight slap. You know, like (laughs) the way that both Anisha and Bali say it, just watch their manual. they raise the hand and they like kind of get a little serious and they say it a certain way it's like a very the amount of Mm -hmm. times my mom has said that to me I, i can't even tell you so okay so that's it that was That's a it. long conversation. Um, we love you all. Join us for the recap next week. and um, Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, yes, and please uh, DM us m- with your thoughts and things because we've been getting great like feedback about like pe- what people think about the episodes right. and, and stuff. And, and, and engage some with gossip. Us. Yes, we yes, love to engage. gossip. Continue to engage. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our Patreon. Okay, everybody. We love you. Namaste. Namaste, Namaste, bitches. bitches.